stuff. Okay. Um. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, What's going on? Is it something weird? Is it no, it's just the levels are kind of. Maybe I'll turn the volume up a little bit. All right. <coughs> okay. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Well, it sounds all right. Well, it looks all right. I don't know what it sounds like. <laughs> Welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I am Justin. I'm Darren. And here is a show where we try to uh, point out plot holes in movies and TV shows, and also, and what we've spent most of our time thus far doing, uh, discussing games, in particular uh, puzzle games. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, today, what we are going to attempt is actually to talk about both a movie and a game, uh, because they are very strongly related Despite the fact that they, I, I guess, legally are not. Yeah. Really. <laughs> but we will be discussing, uh, well, three things, actually. We'll be discussing a movie called The Cube from 1997. Very specifically called The Cube, because... <laughs> oh, no, it isn't. It's just called Cube, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so 1997's Cube, a game called Half Dead... And then we will finish up with a what I would consider to be kind of a hidden gem, which was from 1969, uh, Jim Henson's The Cube. And uh, there will be spoilers abound for pretty much everything that we're going to be discussing today. So consider yourself warned. Yeah. And if you can get your hands on watching them, if you haven't seen them yet, you have to go and watch, especially watch Cube from 97, because that's a great movie. It is. I would also highly recommend The Cube by Jim Henson, but we'll we'll definitely get to that. Um, well, let's let's start with uh, Cube from 1997 because that's essentially the one that we were both familiar with first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. I, I don't want to spend too much time summarizing the movie because I'm assuming that if they've made it through the spoiler bit, then they know what the movie is about. Uh, but this is a subgenre of film that I just absolutely love and I'm kind of addicted to. And I, I can explain why, but it, at the same time, I'm not sure why I have the fascination with this one. But it is one of those movies where people wake up in a room, they don't know where they are, they don't know what's going on. I think one of the biggest reasons why I like this kind of movie is it has that same kind of mechanic as a video game where we are thrown into the world and the characters don't know any more than we do. So we're starting off on equal footing, so to speak. And so I do like that. Uh, but I think also many times with these kind of movies, it turns out to be either some kind of horror or science fiction or a mix of both, which I kind of think the cube is. Uh, is Cube. I'm going to be doing yeah. that the whole time. Yeah. Just just ignore it. This is Cube, 1997. <laughs> so, uh, but did you see this movie in the cinema originally? No, I was working in a blockbuster and it came in as like a single copy title. See, I, uh, no I, one's going to watch this garbage. I also saw it on, on video the first time because I, I, I don't remember this coming out. I don't remember... 
See, and that's the thing too. I don't know if that if it had the widespread release. <clears throat> yeah, I think. Um, I mean, it was made for a few million dollars. I think, but the budget was really low. I'm sure it definitely got released somewhere. It had to have been, but probably somewhere in Canada because that's where it's from. Um, but like you said, it spawned a whole um, a whole slew of like copycat movies. Did you ever see a movie called Colobos? No, I haven't. It's exactly the same thing as Cubic said. It's set in a house, and it's just a trapped house that these guys are in with amnesia, and they have no idea what they're doing. And it's basically it's it's taking Saw and Cube, and, and combining. They're them. going for the. They're trying to make Cube more more gory, basically. Um, but it was kind of silly. It it didn't work very well. Oh well, I'll have to watch it anyway because I, like I said, I'm a bit obsessed with the genre. Yeah. Hold on, hold on just a yeah. Second. Move that out of the way. Um. All right. Uh. Well, see, no, I don't even remember. Was Saw before or after this? It must have been. After, I think it was right? after. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if this one necessarily spawned it, but it definitely was an era where a lot of these seemed to come out, and that may be part of it too. Like this was an era where I was. Uh, going to the movies a lot and seeing a lot so um, it, it might have just been that that time period but I really enjoy this kind of we wake up we don't know where we are and essentially they have to fill in the gaps as do we right yeah so um, here's a movie where they wake up in now here's the odd thing this is the one thing that I, I Full disclosure, I've seen this movie probably ten times, which is probably way more than most people would want to. It's probably more than the actors themselves have seen it. <laughs> I, I would hazard a guess that's probably true. They don't wake up in the same room. Yeah. Which is not... It's not typical. Typically, they would wake up all in the same room and all wonder why they're in the same place and don't remember how they got there. In this one, they just coincidentally seem to find everyone in the same room. In a... Uh, in, in, uh, stop, go back. <clears throat> yeah, they find each other in the same room out of possibility of one in 17,000 rooms or something like that is what they worked yeah. it out to be. Well... Uh, I'm assuming that they were that they started close. they were started off close, and I'm okay with that. I could say you could start off close, uh, but the fact that they all just happen to like out of every room, there would be six. Well, sorry, yeah, there would be six options that they could do because it, well, five if they came in from the one that they just come from, I guess. But yeah, but yeah. out of the six options, and assuming you can't actually hear people breathing or talking on the other side of this, what has to be a massively thick wall. But you can. You can if they're kind of yelling, yeah. right? But when they first wake up, they're quiet. The one guy apparently was bleeding because he hit his head or somebody hit his head. Um, so they're not being loud. No, right. So for them to all happen to find, for them to happen to find each other all in the same room, kind of a coincidence, mm. right? But we need that for the story, but I don't know why they didn't just start them start off in the same room. Yeah. Well, here's what I think about that. I've got a, uh, maybe a little bit of, uh, yeah, 
going out on a limb, but I think they they didn't do that because they wanted you to have guesses at things. For example, the policeman, the the, the guy that's the cop. Right. His his arm is wrapped. I don't know if you noticed it, but his arm when he when we first see him, his arm is wrapped from a sleeve from a, another jacket. Mm-hmm. But it's not his jacket, which means he's taken it off of someone or murdered them. And then he's got in a fight, his arm's been stabbed or something. He's somehow hurt his arm and then he's used someone else's sleeve to tourniquet his own arm. Okay. So it means that it gives him a little bit more of a backstory in a sense that it's one of those things you you can pick up when you rewatch it. It's like, oh, he's actually already been in a battle royale with someone else maybe and he's like looted their stuff or maybe just found a dead body another but a dead body of someone that we haven't actually seen yet so we get an idea of the like this has maybe been we've been dropped into it now but perhaps these guys have been here for a day already or some of them have um that is a possibility i will say you're definitely filling in the gaps for them though hmm. uh i've noticed that and i've always wondered where it came from but uh, it's it's not a stretch for to, for you to think that. I think that that is a it could be a continuity thing, logical thing, but it could also be a continuity or an thing. editing problem. Yeah. yeah, something get cut out. Um, but that's that's fine. Like I don't I don't have a problem with you filling that in. Uh, but essentially, okay, so they they meet and they sort of get to know each other, but then they get to know each other obviously more as they progress through the cube. Uh, and that's what we had to warn you right away that it's a spoiler, because even though it's called cube, they don't know that at first. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so, uh, that, well, there's a lot that they don't know that they figure <laughs> out. And, and it's really hard to discuss this movie without talking about things that they discover, because that becomes important as you go along. Uh, but essentially, they're in a cube. A giant cube. A giant cube. Uh, each. Uh, a cu- and they're in tiny rooms, which are cubes within the larger cube. Like a huge Rubik's cube, basically. Yeah. yeah. And the... The idea behind the... Well, I don't want to get to that yet, sorry. But, so we'll roll back to that. Um the basic idea that they come up with is they need to try to escape the cube and they need to check for traps along the way because they could die. So their plan is to throw a boot into every room to see if it sets off a trap. Yeah. Uh, some traps are not set off by the boot, which becomes an issue, and they only have a limited number of boots which also becomes an issue. And they also have personality issues, which is one of the things that... I love this movie. I love it despite its flaws. And one of its flaws, I think, are some of the character personalities. Uh, Like who in particular? It's not who in particular. It's most of them, to be honest. So I am okay with the idea of Kazan, who they come across later, who is kind of a plot device in many ways, but he works. I I appreciate the way that he works within the story. 
but you have uh, Quentin, who is the uh, cop, who just goes from trying to be a decent guy, at least he appears to, to just completely going off the rails um, <laughs> in a very short time. I mean, this is not a long movie, and he goes off the rails pretty quickly. And <laughs> it's like with, with every 10 minutes, the movie, he, he goes up another notch of kind of crazy and going a bit too far. Right, and I, I understand why that was important for the story, but it felt it feels a bit forced to me that he goes as extreme as he does, as quickly as he does. Well, here's my again gap filling is that I think he's a liar. I don't think he's a policeman at all. I think he's a murderer or uh, a rapist. He's he's got a bit of a a problem with the ladies in that. Um, he's a bit of a creep. Um, <laughs> Okay, you are completely filling in the gaps on everything here. Okay, but that's fine. But I mean, you, you have your theory, but listeners, when I talk about there are times we should not fill in the gaps, this is one of the times where <laughs> I will tell you, you are giving them way more credit. Well, okay, but I mean, but that would explain why, because I mean, I had the same problem. Why is this policeman so nuts? But there's several things established. Okay, so he says he has a wife and kids. kids. But they're separated, divorced. He's got serious anger issues. Okay, so maybe he is a policeman who beat his kids or beat his wife, and they got they got separated, and now yeah. See now that that is where I am. That's okay. what they've told me, so that's what I'm buying. Okay, right. But yeah, I didn't buy that, and I guess that's why I had to invent a new story because, like, at the end when he's going all creepy on that girl and like, oh, me and you are like two pieces of a puzzle that yeah. fit together, and it's just like, oh, it's so cringeworthy. But it's like, he's not a well man. It's like, right. he's sick. And so I think he's always been sick. And at the beginning, it was a facade to try and tag along with the group. And he's using them to their full extent that he can use them to survive. And by the end, it's not that he's changed. I think that that's his, just his normal personality. I okay. think that's who he is. You're welcome to your opinion. You are, however, filling in the gaps in a way that I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, we're not giving any real, like, concrete evidence otherwise. So I will see it as a flaw, and you will just continually rationalize it out the way that you want. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Levin, who is great at math because she's a student. She goes from being incredibly weak and assuming she can't do anything to, by the end, kind of taking charge, which is okay, but again, it's a bit accelerated given the timeline. Um, they have the doctor, who I think her name was Holloway? Holloway, yeah. Um, she is just really irritating. She is pretty well. annoying. Um, I, don't, I don't think she was meant to be. She's basically Beth from Rick and Morty. <laughs> Except she's, well... I wouldn't. I wouldn't give her that much credit. <laughs> we both just watched season three of Rick and Morty, and Beth can be pretty amazing at times. Uh, I mean, she has some great function in the fact that she is a doctor, uh, but her conspiracy theory mindset, where she's trying to fill in the gra- like fill in the gaps of the world, is a bit much, and it 
gets a bit long, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we had um, Ren, who unfortunately, <laughs> Ren. Know, again, spoilers, doesn't last very long, yeah. but he's an amazing character, and I was a bit disappointed he didn't last long. But I think he didn't last long because... They would have escaped otherwise. <laughs> they would have escaped, or they would have not... There wouldn't have been the power dynamic that there was, yeah. because he clearly was the kind of alpha dog in this situation, right? But they set him up so well, because in the first 10 minutes of the movie, he's just like, here's how you survive. Here's how you survive without water, you know, the button thing. Yeah. Here's all, here's everything, all, here's all the tools you need. Okay, I'm out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was fantastic. But that's another reason why I would want to believe Quentin is the policeman, because he recognized the name. I mean, possibly he was really familiar with the news stories around him, but that little bit kind of went, well, I wouldn't have known that. But a police officer who, like, be aware this guy might be... Sure, yeah. Escaping, like, yeah. So, that little bit, maybe. Uh, there's also Worth, who seems kind of pointless for a long time, and then we find out he has a minor history with the cube itself. And... That's I think that's all the characters, right? That's everyone. I mean, that's that's amazing. There are only like uh, what, six. Well, there's seven people in the whole movie, but six in this group. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> when I was looking it up on IMDb, I who is this guy in the credits? I can, oh, yeah, there's a guy right at the beginning who also doesn't last very long. So uh, <laughs> I was like, who is Alderson? I don't remember this Alderson. Oh. Right, he's the guy from like the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, those are the characters. They all are kind of irritating in a way. I kind of feel like they made sure that the characters would not get along. That that was more interesting than them actually getting along. But at times, it becomes really irritating. And the biggest irritation for me is about 30 minutes into the movie where the movie stops dead for about 10 minutes, where they try to logic out what the cube is and why it exists. And when I watched it the first time, this didn't bother me at all, and this was the kind of thing I wanted them to talk about. So I know that it needs to be there. But on my 10th viewing, I honestly just wanted to skip it, because here, okay, so Worth built the shell around it. So he, he knows, essentially, that the size of it, and he he kind of knew something was going on, but didn't really. But uh, Quentin uses this to uh, say that Worth is not trustworthy and that he's lying about everything. He knows about everything. Uh, Holloway keeps saying, oh, well, I was right all along. There is a conspiracy. And... Here's my problem with it. I think now on my 10th viewing, they don't know anything. Like They really don't know anything. So <clears throat> because it never comes to any kind of conclusion or any kind of answer, I find this incredibly irritating. It's just kind of stopping things dead when we could be moving on either with the character development or moving on like getting through the cube, which is what I want them to do. So for me... Them, I understand. It makes sense that the characters would want to talk about this. And as a first-time viewer, 
you want to see this. But as a 10-time viewer, it can get a little bit long. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that you would... I mean, I certainly would want to take stock and try and work out what, what the heck is going on and... <coughs> um, yeah, work out what's going on and, yeah, fill in the gaps. Of course, that would be... I would be useless. I would just be... I wouldn't be able to do anything apart from think about why I was there, but... See, now, I doubt that now. I really doubt that now, because I know how you love your puzzles. Well, that's and true. And if you I saw would, the, yeah. trap, the traps as a puzzle, you would uh, yeah, we're getting, you'd probably forget about everything else and just be really focused. We're getting out of here. Um, yeah, but also, you'd probably die very quickly, because you have a habit of just jumping in. Well, in the video game, for sure, yeah. <laughs> but if you start seeing it as a video game in your mind, like, oh, it's a video game. Oh, you... you <laughs> but you only get one life. Well, yeah. We'll explain why, and you'll see why in just a minute. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I I also find the cube itself to have some downfalls. I don't believe this cube would actually function in the way that they've made it look. Now, I appreciate a low-budget film, and I appreciate that they've probably had one room or just a couple of these rooms that they worked with and they were able to make it look different just by adding lights within the walls and the look of that room is very interesting in and of itself and yeah the design of the walls actually was something I found myself staring at like when I was ignoring them speaking it was just like those walls are really nice during the 10 minutes of dead time yeah because they're not they're not, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're not like symmetrical. They're not, they're really oddly colored and, and like etched. They're, it seems very random, the walls. Which some of those designs then they used with the CG later to, like the spikes come out of some of the circles on the designs in the wall. Yeah. And then they go back. And I thought that was really clever. Now, be fair, this is low budget. The CG, even in when it was made and, and released in 97 was not top quality but it's not it's not terrible it's not terrible and it's not a special effects movie yeah you know uh but what they've done with it is is good like i appreciate what they've done with it um but they do make some really stupid choices like the characters make some really stupid choices along the way which has always irritated me so what we were talking about just before we started recording was the room that i just don't understand it it was essentially we need a really intense moment here so let's make it and so they had to choose which room to go through and there is a room that is sound activated and there are an incredible number of spikes that fly out of the wall. So this is what I was just talking about. And they have a character that basically can't shut up for the most part. Yeah. And they have to climb from the ceiling down. So there's all kinds of things that could go wrong. They could drop a shoe. They could drop themselves. Sneeze. Cough. Uh, anything. Anything, right? But they choose to go through the worst possible room. I think that that's just so 
stupid. It, well, I mean, is it the worst possible room, though? Because all the other rooms were sound-activated traps or motion sensors, which were impossible to walk through. And they're like, well, we could go back, but they've worked out the size of this cube by this point, I think. And there's 17,800 rooms or something like that. And so, sure, they could go back. A, not really good for a movie. Like, let's, go, let's go backtrack through all the stuff we just showed you. So, so they're like, okay, let's push forward. Which one is the the least dangerous the sound activated room is the least dangerous because there's a chance that we can get through it yeah it's super dangerous and i probably wouldn't go into that room if it was real and it was my life that was depending on it um especially with um kazan mm-hmm. up on top you know yeah so you know i i disagree i say you, you wouldn't have to go all the way back you could go back one room and see if there are others right we haven't been told that there's been only one right door the whole way through. Yeah. They've been kind of guessing their way through. And they're kind of guessing their way to the edge. They don't even know if that's, like, the end. Because at that point in the story, they don't know that there there might be a possible exit. Like, they're kind of just randomly guessing. Yeah, they're just trying to get to the edge yeah. of it, which makes makes sense in itself that, you you know, if you're stuck inside something, you want to get to the door, the door would be I, on the I edge. totally understand. Yeah. But then they get to the edge, and then decide to try and jump across which has always irritated me that see now really... you're, you're you're making this face that that shows me you agree oh that really when, when the doctor's trying to swing across yes. to grab onto nothing nothing yeah oh and, yeah. and that, not just once but like four times she tries and then when when quentin has her and she's like, oh, no, don't, like, don't drop me, essentially. I shouldn't say that, but mm. she, she says it with her eyes. But I'm how how does she fall? Because she's still tied on. <laughs> right? It, it, it's almost like Quentin, like, pulled her out of the loop that she was had tied around her waist completely while hanging over the edge and then dropped her. I've never understood this. I don't understand how this could be possible. But... Looking at that edge, then, we finally get to see the outside of the cube. Yeah. And this is, I I don't think I've mentioned this yet now. We were talking about this before. But I do not think too much about the cube or how it works. Because I am convinced that there is no way that they could make the cubes move with the way that they have the grooves for them to move. I don't think... So, essentially, because it's a cube and the cubes within the smaller cubes can move either horizontally or vertically, they have both tracks for horizontal and vertical movement, which means that the only way that it could work is if one of those would kind of go inside the walls of the cube and the the amount of space left for the gears to grip, I just don't see it being possible. Especially if you're talking now, you only have two at a time. Uh, I, I just I just don't see how this would work. I, I can understand how they would move kind of within inside a cube where they would have, say, like four sets of gears or kind of wheels moving along. But I don't understand how they would move on the outside. And I don't understand kind of what keeps them from falling off. 
Now, I've not looked up. I'm sure there's probably people who have tried to figure this out and tried to rationalize, uh, yeah. rationalize this out. Because this is a... I don't know. Would we consider this a cult movie? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, it has a very strong following. People that love it recommend it. And like, I definitely have recommended this to people. And I... If you you're still listening, and you don't mind all the spoilers we've given you. I would still recommend it. Like I think that it is, it is one of the best of that kind of genre of we wake up and we don't know where we are, and it is kind of a clever movie. Though, kind of, I'm not sure how clever it is once you think about it a lot. <laughs> I don't know what math people think about this movie because I've never stopped to really think. Does the math work, right? And math is. A huge I'm just part taking of it. their word for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, neither one of us are. Math is not our strong suit. So. I don't. Yeah. Prime numbers. Yeah. I've. I'm, <laughs> I'm lost beyond thirteen. Yeah. Well, but then they're also talking about factors. How many factors does it have? Yeah. And I don't. Know, there was one that was weird because I. I swear they said they had a factor of one, and I. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, well, I, I, you're asking the wrong guy. Well, I am, I suppose, yeah. But I, I think even a prime number has two factors, like the number n itself. So I clearly don't understand what they were talking about, is what I'm saying to the listeners. I, I didn't understand the math. I didn't understand maybe some of the terminology. And so I don't, I don't know if it would work. And I don't know if what they said works. I'm just... Letting it wash over me and trust that they, that at least the characters know what they're talking about in this universe. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I took from it. It's like, they're doing some math stuff. That's great. You go and do it. I'll, I'll, I'll believe you. Yeah, so. And it worked for me because, I mean, I know what Cartesian coordinates are, at least. Um, and so, yeah, it, it makes sense. Um, so... It was logical enough that... But whether it's actually real, it, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was logical enough that it, it passed by my my immediate, you know, sensor. So I'm, I'm totally fine with that, right? Um, so I don't... That's, that's kind of Cube, 1997. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I mean, I know that, like, there... There are definitely gaps that are left open. We don't know what the point we of it is. We don't know anything, yeah. But... To be honest, that didn't bother me. It only bothers me now when I watch it and they, they try to make sense of it and there really is no sense of it. They they don't know anything more than we do. Um, Holloway kind of blaming everything on... Well, she seems to have multiple conspiracy theories all running at the same time, so that's... She's just a nut, a nutter, yeah. But. So, um, <laughs> she... I love when she got very happy going, oh, see, I was right. I was right my whole life. I knew it. I knew it. And, but she kind of goes, I knew it was them. And she's like, well, who's, who's them? And she's like, oh, well, it's got to be this or this or this. Like, well, which one? Like you can't, you know, yeah. it, I don't know. It just kind of showed that she was willing to believe kind of anything mm, anything at all yeah. uh but like they came up with multiple theories like one that it was a military thing two that uh perhaps we've done something to deserve to be here yeah uh, though only i think quentin and perhaps ren would be obvious because we didn't find out anybody's backstory that's the thing in a lot of these these people thrown in a room 
deserve it in some way, right? The the Saw movies claim that they've all done something bad, and that's why they deserve to be there. Yeah. Um, well, I, I say all. I've only seen about three of them. So <laughs> the ones that I've seen, they all claim that there's a reason why they're there. Uh, and a lot of other movies I've seen, it, it's similar. Like, there's a reason why they're there. But... Um, Yep. In this movie, though, we don't know. Like, we're not told why. In fact, we're not even really sure how they got there a lot of times. Like, Holloway says something like she was going to the kitchen, and then... Then that's they, it. That's yeah. it. Uh, so we... So we assume not... that they were kidnapped, they were drugged, right. and taken out of their homes. Like, um, the student, she was asleep, she was in bed. Holloway was getting something from the fridge. Um... Yeah, it's 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 very sore in that respect that they were they were it seems like they were taken. Yeah, right. so either I mean okay, so maybe me going out on a limb mm-hmm. again, but <clears throat> so have you considered aliens? Did they talk about aliens? No, but but so you want to add aliens? Okay, you can add aliens. There was um, that. Uh, that's a stretch, though. But I, I mean, it sounds like they've been beamed up, yeah. I mean, especially I was going to the fridge and then I woke up here. It's... All right, uh, you can have that theory if you want. Uh, they don't even show us what's outside, so your theory would hold up. And the fact that we just see a bright light and we don't know exactly what's going on, we. But we uh, do know that Worth designed their shell, and he's a human. Yes. But we don't know he's human. But, he might not be. But the humans could have paid him, right? It could have been like. Uh, what was that? Buckaroo Banzai, right? They, they. Oh, could've... I mean, he could have been working for like a shadow, a shadow figure, kind of. Yeah, yeah. The aliens. Is it? Well, who, <laughs> who hired you? Uh, I don't. Alien, I don't really aliens. know. Well, I don't really know. I don't really care. I got money, right? So he didn't really care. So, um, they they threw out that it might be a rich man's like project, I guess, uh, which is okay. I. The military complex, though, what purpose would it serve? I don't know. Stress testing? I, Te- team, I guess. Team building? That'd, but be, it, that'd be an extreme team building exercise. So, I don't... Any theory that they had probably has problems with it. We don't know, and quite frankly, I don't need to know. I think... But the... that's unusual for you, though, because you like to have your endings clear-cut. But I think the ending is clear-cut. Um... Somebody escapes, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Right? That's that's the end. Uh, this is not a story about where does it come from or why is it here. It is a story about characters in a crazy situation and they need to get out, and that's that's it. I would like, I would like to have known, but. I think it might have actually taken away something in this movie by knowing. Because I think any reason you could have for this thing to exist and for these people to be here, for the most part, wouldn't really hold up. It would be weird. It would, you, people, you would definitely have a camp of people saying, oh yeah, that's a really cool idea, or... People would walk out the cinema going, "That was so dumb." That yeah. they and I, I'm glad and, that they did. And that would ruin it. it. That would ruin it if it was a bad idea. Because right. I like when they don't explain things because it gives me the chance to make up my own stories and make up my own endings. And I know we have disagreements about that sometimes, but I do like that. <clears throat> I like it when they do that, and 
when they do have... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going to go back. Hmm. So I like when they leave the ending open. But yeah, when they actually package everything up nicely and hand it to you, for some some movies, okay, it works perfectly. Like the usual, the usual suspects. There's no, there's no like, oh, was that really him or or whatever? It's no, that's 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 your ending. That's the whole thing, and it works beautifully. But with something like Cube, I like or Lost or science fiction stuff in general when they don't give you the full ending. I like that because I can dream up my own stuff and talk yeah. to people. And, and see what their ideas are, and I like, I like... There are times where this works, and times where it doesn't. In Cube, it works. Lost is a whole nother thing that we're going to talk about at a different time. We may spend a lot of time on Lost. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but, I will say, that for me, Cube is a time where that works. There are some things where I feel... There's some things I, I would like to know. I would like to know how they got in there. I would like to know... What's on the outside? A bit. Mm. A bit. But I don't need that for this one, right? And uh, as we were saying before, uh, there are at least two sort of sequels to this, but I don't believe any of the original people had anything to do with the others. I'm not sure about that. But there was Cube Hypercube, yeah. And there was Cube Zero, which is kind of a prequel-ish it's kind a of thing. Prequel. Yeah, I guess. You, yeah, it's a prequel. Yeah. Um, I like Cube Zero. Cube Zero is okay. Does not equal the 1997 one. And Hypercube, I thought, was an utter mess. It's interesting to watch, I think. I would, I'd, I would recommend it. If you watch Cube and you like Cube, I'd still say watch Hypercube. Not because it's good, just because it's so strange it's just like i don't know what possessed them like how they thought that would be a good idea because it is it's a mess it's a complete mess especially when you get to the end but i'm not going to spoil that one no so if you really want to move on to hypercube but be forewarned i think it's an absolute mess you think it's i think it's worth watching okay i think it's it's watchable i'm not saying it's good all right but you (laughs) There you go. Not exactly the most glowing of recommendations, but if that's enough for you, go for Hypercube. Uh, Cube Zero, though, is worth watching, but I would... Yeah, go ahead and watch Because Cube Zero does give you the backstory, doesn't it? Cube Story does fill in a lot of gaps from the first one. A little bit, but I think, again, I'm very... I'm very against prequels for the most part. There are very few that work for me in any way, and Cube Zero... it's probably on the better on the scale of trying to do anything kind of prequel, but um, not. I don't know. To be honest, like most of it, just I watched and forgot. It was it was fairly. I only remember. I only remember the ending for for that. Yeah, uh, and and there's a reason for that. But yeah, again, we we can't, we can't tell you without giving that. that one away. But <clears throat> but what I think is interesting as well about. Cube Zero and Cube is, again, the whole thing that it exists just because it can. Um, there's a really good short story by Kafka called the Penal, In the Penal Colony. Have you read that? No. Uh, um, and basically, they build this gigantic machine which mm. tattoos people to death. That's, 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 that's the story. And uh, 
it, it the, the this machine is so efficient and you know it's it's kind of a dystopian is it, it well not kind of it is a dystopian future and so um when you get sentenced you go into the chair uh, and it suspends you they tattoo around your whole entire body until it, you die of shock more or less um and this guy's coming to audit the the penal colony and he's like i don't understand this machine and he's like oh you don't have to and but what's the purpose of it and it's like it's it's a it's a it's a correctional device and like, but what is it the the person just dies at the end why don't you just like put them in the chair or something like that you know, yeah. gas them but we don't need to think about that and it's just like they can't get it they can't understand this guy coming to audit them thinking that he needs to understand this because they're just like we built it because we can and that's what I think the cube is it's, it's maybe it's just been built because it was possible and it's this maybe the people who wrote cube kind of read that story and thought oh yeah well we could another t- another spin on that idea right and i'm okay with that i think that that's a fine way to look at it but essentially we're talking about cube because we played a game called half dead which though it is not called cube it, it well, pretty much is it pretty much is in everything but name yeah well and the fact that it's not a cube but but, okay, so if you have not played Half Dead, I don't know. Do we do we recommend Half Dead? I, I just want to start off with that because we were bored. We played an hour. I played it. an hour solo, and then I played with you for an hour. But uh, even playing with you for an hour, like, I was bored. 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... So, essentially, you... <laughs> you're one of... How many characters did I turn into? Because your character always looked the same every time. You changed into so. Oh, you're 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 a girl now. Oh, you're 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 a you're blonde. old now. Yeah. You're an old guy. You're uh, yeah. I don't but, know. What but but you're some pretty generic characters. Yeah, there's four characters I think. Like that you two guys, two girls. You're in, and you're in what looks amazingly like the cube, while wearing Tron-like outfits. And you have two boots, and that's it. And the goal is to find the escape disc. And so you... (laughs) There's no mystery to this. We are not spoiling anything. The only thing you have are boots, so clearly all you do is you throw a boot into a room, hope it isn't trapped, and then move on. There is some slight help, I guess, with the, the rooms, the... Oh gosh, I, I just want to just say everything about this game so that we, we... People, there's nothing really exciting about this game. It was fun for about 30 minutes, and even that was kind of limited. It, it was more fun because we both appreciated the movie so much that we were, like, living in that for a little bit. But there's nothing to this game. You lo- Okay, so you looked up, what was it Wikipedia, where you found <clears throat> what this this game is actually about? Yeah, basically, it's just it's the Running Man plus Cube. So you've been sentenced to death uh, on a penal colony. Going back to Kafka again, uh, you've been sentenced to death on a penal colony, and uh, you have two choices: one, death, or two, death by game show. And so Half Dead is the name of the game show. 
and you are, I assume, not a nice guy that's been sentenced to death. And so you've got a chance of living if you can survive the, the traps, which kind of, I thought it was like a cooperative cube type game where oh, let's work together and escape. But actually, if you're all bad guys, then you should, there, there should have been more options to like really mess with other people and kill, like push people into traps and, so they, and things. And we can get to that in a second. But Well, let's, let's be clear. We have to fill in the gaps here using Wikipedia because it's not in the game. Like there is yeah. nothing in the game. You, you're just in a body walking around and that's it. And you've got boots. Uh, <laughs> and you've got boots. It's not even a cube because you don't climb or go down into... In fact, a lot of the traps are right where the going down to the lower room or going to the upper room are actually located so that it wouldn't work. Yeah. And there are only about... What did we figure? About 11 traps? Something like that. 12, 12 traps, maybe. Um, so that there are some... All right, here's one thing that I will give it that I do think is nice. There are some traps that are avoidable and some traps that you can't avoid, right? Yeah. So there are a few, like a flamethrower and like an, <laughs> basically like a freeze ray yeah. that will, uh, as soon as you open the door, will, will kill you if you're standing in front of the door. So don't stand in front of the door. Yeah. Uh, but once they've fired once, then they're done and then you can actually enter the room. So I do appreciate that there are some traps that you can kind of avoid. And there's a guy with a chainsaw. If you can get around him and get to the other room, you're okay. But he does make it so you have to run into the next room and not actually take the time to throw your throw boot. boot yeah. yeah, Which is good because I, I like that because otherwise it just becomes a routine of open door, move to the side so there's no freeze ray or flamethrower. Okay, there's none of that. Throw boot. Is it trapped? Yes. Okay, let's choose another door. Repeat. Or is it is it trapped? No. Okay, let's move in here and do it all again. There was also a rotating flamethrower that you could kind of avoid, and we were able at one point to get the chainsaw guy to follow us into a room and essentially burned, because then he walked into the room kind of still on fire and died. So that was a nice little mechanic that you could you could kind of use two things at the same time. I did appreciate that. Yeah. However, the unavoidable rooms I did find a bit irritating. There was the laser grid room, yeah. which basically once you throw your boot in, it's gone and you can't get in. Yeah, and, you can't get in again. Uh, there was also uh, the the one that really bothered me was the what you call the jet engine. Yeah. It was kind of a giant spinning turbine turbine yeah. in the floor that. It looks like you can escape and you can get so close, but then it will always kind of pull you in like a giant vacuum and then you die. The first time I found that I was running away from a chainsaw guy, so I didn't really know. I thought that I had just been clumsy running into the room and that's why I fell in. Uh, but then we found it again and I was watching your characters. You were nearly out of the room, but... Then it pulled you right back in. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought I've got this. I was hugging the walls and sprinting in towards the walls, getting across, opened the next door, and then as soon as I opened the next door and tried to escape, it's like, oh, actually, you can't do that. Sorry, you're dead. And uh, it chopped my legs off at the door. Like well, I wasn't even in the fan. 
But yeah, the game is so buggy as well. It's like there was times when you were in the next room, but because you're like, I'm here. I'm like, no, 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 you're still in the room that I'm in. You're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm in, I'm in the other room with, with your, with, with your boot. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. I'm looking at you. And there was one point where I was. I kept yell. I kept like sending messages like, "Pick up your boot, pick up your boot," <laughs> and you're like, "I can't. It's in the other room." I'm like, "No, I'm standing right in front of it. Just come over here and pick up your boot." And you're like, "It's not there." So in that my that was the time because you yeah. were in my room and I was. I must have been in your room there. Yeah. But yeah, it was completely messed up. Yeah. So I appreciate the game because of, well, the idea of here is, Cube the movie sort of. One level, not a cube, just yeah. a flat level. Uh, the The look is so similar. Yeah. The fact that you have to throw boots. I mean, I don't know how they didn't get in trouble in this game, to be honest. But I appreciate it. But there's not much to it. There's no story. The single player, there's pretty much nothing. Once you throw your boots, once you've lost your boots. I, I, I made it a couple times, but on sheer luck. Yeah. Where you're like, well... You, your character died, and I was still alive, but with no boots. And just it was the next guessing. room, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> there was one time, and there was there was one time where we we had set it to random. So there there's a way where you can either have the disc definitely be the opposite corner from where you start, or just a random one. And you wanted to keep running on, and I said, "Well, we don't know where it is, right? It could be anywhere. We should probably." make sure it's not this room, this one room on the edge we haven't done yet before we move on. And that happened to be the room, yeah. which was great. Uh, but this is where I say you you will die in if you were really in the queue because like the first three times we did it, you're like opening a door, running in, and not, not thinking. I, I would say, uh, don't you want to throw a boot first? You're like, oh, no, uh, I don't want to waste it. It's like, well... It's waste your boot or waste your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but you just keep running in. And then after a couple of times, then you, oh, yeah, okay, I guess we do need to. <laughs> and that was that was because I just discovered the whole Minesweeper part of the game. Mm. Because this game is, it's cube plus Minesweeper because the rooms are color-coded. So a blue room means there's one of the adjacent rooms has a trap. Um a green room, I think, is two. A purple room means three. And a red room means all of them are trapped. What's yellow? I can't remember. Okay. But, um, uh, but yeah, so I thought, I, 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 oh, I'm in a blue room. That means it's safe. And then that's why I was running into those other rooms. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. It doesn't mean that. It means that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you've got, you've got the minesweeper kind of option. So I guess when you run out of boots... You can maybe you can even tag them in the game in the ma- in the map. You can right click on the rooms and mm-hmm. mark them off like with the, the flags from Minesweeper. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. They've really gone to town on like copyright with this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I I don't know. I enjoyed the game for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. I did, and I think it could be a much better game. It could. I think this this is a good start. I would like to see a Half Dead 2 where there's actually a plot, where there's actually characters, where it's perhaps a cube. Um, I, I mean, even if it's not a cube, just not the throw boot, 
proceed or change direction. It's like that. That's so stale so quickly. Uh, yeah. They they needed they need to do something else with that. So I mean, it was fun. I would say if you can get this in a bundle of some kind, it would probably be worth it. If you can get it really cheap, it might be worth half an hour. But I think I got it in a bundle. I think actually. Um, but I mean, so yeah. I, I must have as well because you said, "Oh, it's in your library," and I didn't even know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for, especially for for like the 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 multiplayer lobby is pretty much dead. Uh, I saw maybe two other people playing it when I went on. Um, but yeah, so if they're going to do it again, I'd love to see like a single player campaign, like kind of like something from Cube where you've got your Holloway, your Quentin, you've got maybe four or five different characters, each with a, an ability or a starting item um, and uh, maybe some kind of, yeah, like a story mode where they, they have to use that to get to the end. I'd like to see that or uh, certain objectives to meet in the game or, or, you know, something to make single player more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't play single player, but you did. And you said it was essentially the exact same, same game, thing. except now you've only got two boots because yeah. there's just one of you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I also think for multiplayer, like Cube, the movie... You said didn't work that they were in separate rooms. They should just have skipped that and gone to the one room. I think for a game like this, if you are playing multiplayer, it would be quite interesting to start you in different rooms and have the ability to pick up items, so weapons and things. So because you're bad guys, I mean, you, you, you're you're not. I mean, if this is a penal colony, you're you're not nice people. You're not mm. you're not supposed to be working together. You're supposed to be, well, maybe working together, but only to screw each other over in the end. So if you can. If you've got like a, a shard of glass that you can stab someone to get their boots or well, something. You can make it so that only one person can escape. So that the actual exit wouldn't open until there's only one person yeah. in the room. Yeah. But yeah, mechanics like throwing people into traps. Like pretty, like getting behind people, pushing them in or killing them or... Um... Oh, but you need to be able to take the boots. That's, that's a problem I had is your character died with... A boot left. Yeah. I wanted to take the boot, but it wouldn't let me. You can do it if you have only one yourself. So essentially, the strategy is you may as well both lose one boot before anyone throws a second one. That way you can pick one up Yeah. in case. Um, yeah, so like a small inventory... A small inventory of, of items would be nice. Because even in the in the movie they had they had their glasses they had um, their buttons I guess their boots uh, um, and yeah I I think another thing is what we talked about before is if you're gonna make it if it's gonna be about puzzles and colors and codes and things then make it a puzzle game it wasn't a puzzle game that, no that's the, that, that's the problem um, we we thought it was going to be but it wasn't really. Yeah, I mean, even okay. So it's minesweeper level puzzles, which is yeah, like your this room has three adjacent bombs in it essentially. Um, so go around a different way. But that's also uh, now, and maybe I was never great at minesweeper, so maybe I never quite got the hang of it. But for me, there is always a bit of guesswork, right? You can make an educated guess, yeah, but there's always guesswork, and for me, that's not. When I have a puzzle, I want to have a definite answer. And that 
like Minesweeper was never that for me. No, it's there's some great images you can get on Google of like the people playing like the really big Minesweeper ones, hundreds of bombs, and then it's that last. There's two squares, and there's the number two. It's like well, it's a fifty fifty now, and they've gone all the way through, right. searched them all, and they're like, click, boom. Oh, I'm really it came it came down to a coin flip at the end. That's that's garbage. That's not a good puzzle at all. Um, but yeah, especially for single single player, if 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 they're going to make a Half Dead Two, which I would totally buy if they had a good single player experience and puzzles, because it's a movie about puzzles. You could totally putting some great puzzles in, into that game like even if it's something I was thinking about this like um, you could have um, the colours could change each time even so you'd have to learn like red meant before that there was four mm. bombs attached to it now red is actually the safe room you know the, the colors could change each time even if it's something simple like that where there was some kind of thing that you had to actually use your brain and and some amount of trial and error and and that would make you more cautious as well like because now it's like i know what's coming up boot okay run into the corner of the room okay we're safe now you know so um yeah adding some more tension like would be good not just yeah, just throw a boot and run. Um, and in the movie, they yeah, exactly. They th that's the problem as well with the traps is you throw the boot, it sets off the trap pretty much always. The, the one time that it didn't, I think that was a bug. Oh, okay. I think that was bugged. Um, He's talking in the game. There was a time where we, we threw a boot and... Nothing, it didn't, nothing. So, nothing happened, but we walked in and died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But even again in the in the movie where he throws the boot, he's like, "Oh, it's safe," and then he just jumps in. It's like, "No, it's not safe." Yeah, but the, that was because there were different kinds of traps. Exactly. The, and the, the, this game, I don't feel. That's what I mean. They could be doing with more traps that were different, or you know, had maybe like that's maybe part of the puzzle. Like if you there'd be different tiers of traps, like traps that are sound activated, traps that are emotions activated. So your boot will work for both of those, but the ones that are not motion, that are maybe, what was that one in the movie, like, atmospheric composition or something like that, it was like, it detected your sweat in the air or something like that, it was something ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love to see, I, I mean, I'll, I like Half Dead for what it is, and I think it could be a great game. It's just, I've, I feel like they, they had a good, they had a great idea. They had some good guys. They had, had some good programmers, and they just kind of half asked it, I guess, and put it together, um, which is a shame. So, recommend only if that glowing review <laughs> makes you want to play, or again, like if you get it in a bundle of some kind, you play it for half an hour. You'll enjoy it for about that much, but then that's that's pretty much it. I. Half Dead is kind of half a game, is what I felt like. Um, it just, there wasn't much there. You know what might work for it is at, uh, if you have some friends over and you were to play it together in the same room. If you had a LAN party, that would That, that would, would make be more fun, yeah. I think. Um, and especially if you, if you are playing it, ratchet the difficulty up to like hard because it's easy is too easy. Especially if you play easy with like four, four squares, you know, it's like, or 
four by four. You know, yeah. you can get 16, 16 squares. It's just, it's far too easy. Apart from me, when I was like, yeah, I've been playing this myself and just, oh, I'm, I'm dead in two seconds. And that's the other thing as well. It's like, I have to then watch you play. And I have to just sit there like, oh, I'm dead. I can't do anything. Um, yeah, there's I, no way to bring you back. You're dead. Yeah. And so, and it doesn't, it, it's not, each, clearing a room, throwing a boot, clearing a room. It's not exactly fun to watch. It take And it takes time. Yeah. It's like 10 minutes waiting. Okay. Oh, I can play again. And then I did the exact same thing and ran into the room again. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> Idiot. But when we were talking about this, uh, Half Dead and Cube from 1997, you brought up something I hadn't known about, which was a made-for-TV, I guess, movie? It was less than an hour, uh, but it was Jim Henson's The Cube. Uh, and that's from 1969. And uh, most of us know Henson from The Muppets and uh, other similar movies he did like Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. And this was, you know, before that. This was long. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like long before that. And it is something very interesting. Now this, what I'm going to say, if you can find it, find it and watch it. It is virtually impossible for us to discuss it without giving away at least some spoilers. And I, I basically don't want to limit our conversation on that one. It won't be easy to find. No, I don't think it will be. I mean, did you find it on YouTube? No. No, and I, I yeah. tried, hoping that somebody had put it up. I mean, it's old enough that I thought maybe it would sneak yeah. through. Or maybe that even like the Henson Company would have put it up at some point. Uh, but they haven't. If they are for some reason listening, please put it up. Like they have, they have their YouTube channels and it is, <laughs> all right, here's what I'm going to say. Listeners, normally I am so frustrated by anything that doesn't really have a, a clear narrative or explain what's going on. And this movie is what, I should hate this movie, but I absolutely love this. I have watched it twice already uh, and you just like within the last month from when I found it, I've already watched it twice and I've enjoyed it thoroughly both times. And I, I will say this and I'll probably say it again later. The reason why I like this one the way it is, is it is not something designed to have a clear narrative. So take something that's supposed to have a clear narrative, but doesn't that's when I get really irritated where there's a mystery going on and that mystery is the whole reason for the show and the show goes on for three seasons <laughs> and that never gets explained that does irritate me but we're talking about a one isolated story that is less than an hour and is really designed only to get you to ask questions yeah because the narrative is very very loose so now i remember when you brought this up you said oh did you know that cube wasn't the original the original was a jim henson thing but listeners there is so little in common between what happens in cube 1997 and the cube 1969 uh the only thing that is the same is there's a character in a white cube and that's it yeah. <laughs> 
but I, I like I like that movie because um, I'm a big fan of simple things. Yes, and when they work well, because that is essentially set on a bar stool in yes. a in a in a room with white sheets around it. That's it. It's it's. Oh no! It's, but it's it's more than sheets. Like they've they've really cleverly they've done some clever things. Yeah, and... really, like there are so many little doors and kind of windows that people from outside can come in. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But the, he can't go out, and that for me, yeah, I love low budget stuff that's done well. Yeah, and this is just magical. Yeah, uh, the fact that doors go different places depending on when they're open or who opens them. This is just brilliant. And this is something that, honestly, as I was watching it the first time, I couldn't help but think about the labyrinth. And there's a section in the labyrinth where uh, the main character meets up with Hoggle again, and it's in the oubliette. <laughs> and... <laughs> and uh, he describes an ublia as a place where you put people to forget about them. And I just kept thinking, mm, this is kind of like... Yeah. This is kind of, The cube is kind of like that room, right? And even in that room, he opens the door one direction. Like, I think, like, opens it, say, so it opens on the left side, and it's a broom closet. He opens it from the right side, and it's the way out, right? And that kind of magic and that kind of anything can happen is just something beautiful that Henson and uh, Jerry Jewell, who also, I think, co-wrote this one, just had a fantastic idea of how to do. And this one works beautifully. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, because um, I, 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 I can't remember where I found out about that movie, but it was in the last 10 years. And yeah, someone else said oh it's, it's basically the original cube and so see and that's what you told to me and then I went watching it as soon as I was watching it I said this is not even I mean it's not close. yeah but it's a guy in a cube yeah and yeah. and and weird stuff happens but it's less about kind of torture and death and more about something else that's it's really it's really about an overall like the there is one overall theme, which I think is what is reality, yeah. which I appreciate. But what Henson was great at doing more than most, let's say, is getting a message out in a way that is interesting, to get people thinking in a way that is interesting without being preachy. And that, I think, is exactly what the cube does, which is part of what I love. There was a moment where, well, it was filmed in Canada, but uh, it seemed to have a lot of American actors in it. At least they had American accents. But there's uh, only one like African-American actor, I think, and he walked in and he says, you know why I hate this room? Because it's white. And there's... Just a really interesting interaction that goes there that I, I can't describe as well as what he pulled off in about a minute and a half. It's just beautiful. But there's an idea throughout that this kind of built up to that point. The character is told that he can't leave 
because it's not his door. Yeah. And then when the African-American character goes to leave, uh, he said, why don't you just go out the door? If you want to leave, just go. He's like, I can't. That's your door, right? Which to me kind of smacked of, oh, I've been told I can't use that because we're not the same. And so now I can't do that. And, and so the character right again gets angry with him. He says, well, that's, you know, essentially like that's stupid, right? And leaves and then he's trapped again. But that minute and a half interaction is talking about race relations to me anyway. Yeah. In a way that is so interesting without being preachy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the thing throughout the whole like 53 minutes of it. It's questioning reality, questioning societal norms while essentially kind of torturing the main character. Uh, but at the same time, kind of giving the impression that we could be that character, that anyone could be that character. And so for me, this whole thing is about raising questions. It's not about telling a story so much as about raising questions in an interesting way. And so for me, this works very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, I don't, I, like I said, it's been a long time since I've, I see, I should have watched it again, actually. But, um, yeah, from what I remember, I, I really enjoyed it and I was shocked like I thought he's the puppet guy you know he's, he's the guy that did Yoda come on he doesn't do but he didn't do Yoda that was Frank Oz oh sorry that's Frank Oz yeah did he not make the puppet though well I don't think he personally made it his studio, <laughs> his studio yeah, made it. yeah um, I'm pretty sure the um, yeah the the creature workshop which was there yeah. made it but no he no it's Frank Oz that did the Frank Oz did the yeah yeah um, yeah, so it was really weird for me just to see something that he'd done that wasn't Muppets. Like, I'd never seen anything that he's done before that wasn't Muppets. I mean, even, well, Labyrinth, I mean, it's still... It's still, it's still very much in that vein, right? Yeah. yeah. But this... And The Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal is fantastic. I love that movie. But to me, this is... I don't know, like... <clears throat> this was before those things, obviously, right? But... It was just something different, something incredibly different. It was something like, in more modern times, like Black Mirror. Like, right. this could have easily been a Black Mirror episode, and it would have been really good if mm. it was a Black Mirror episode, I think. Uh, but and it, and it would have fit, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, it would be a good fit because it raises questions. And again, when you do something that's only a one-hour story, you can get away with a lot more with me anyway. As far as it doesn't have to be completely clear. Uh, see, now I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot by saying that because there are going to be other times where I'm going to be complaining about stuff like that. But I think... I understand what you mean. It's like like with Lost, you know, you're watching it for five seasons, an hour apiece. You know, you've invested... 80, 90 hours into it and there's no conclusion for you. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more more than one conclusion that was left out in Lost. <clears throat> I also, yeah, Leftovers that we've mentioned before and we'll probably discuss at some point uh, is another one. So if, if you missed my subtle 
having to watch it three seasons and not getting a proper answer uh, earlier in the episode. That is essentially what I was referring to. You've only seen two seasons of Leftovers. That is, that is true. You have to watch the third. It's brilliant, apart from the last episode. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. If if I see it, if you can make me see it. <laughs> but I would highly recommend, if you can find the cube, yep. to watch it. Uh, beware, it is very... I don't want to say nonsensical, but it kind of feels like it at times. But a lot of it is there with a purpose. And I, I think it's just something special, unique, something that is... Uh, definitely worth watching if you can get get a hold of it somehow. And Cube nineteen ninety seven. If we didn't spoil it all and you hadn't seen it, or if you want to go back and watch it, I will say it's it's worth watching again. It holds up. Yeah, I mean, I I watched that for the first time in I don't know maybe fifteen years probably. That's the first time I've seen that again, and it's still pretty decent. Yeah. However, Half Dead kind of disappointing. Yeah, yeah. So there you have it. I think that's the show. That's it. Yeah. So uh, there's still a lot of gaps to fill on the the uh, on Cube though. Definitely uh, aliens, aliens, aliens with human. I totally disagree. Do your do your end bit. (laughs) So yeah. So. Oh man, I forgot it again. God, I'm gonna have to start doing it because you always forget. Uh, more gaps filled or more gaps created. Ah oh, yeah. So yeah, so thanks for listening. Did we? Uh, no, that doesn't make sense. Thanks for listening. More gaps filled or no? no that's okay. not what it says. No, it more gaps filled or more gaps created. Gaps filled or more gaps created. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, uh, right done (laughs) right stop